0: they come in the dead of night on holidays and weekends at our most desperate times they come they come without hesitation without reserve and without bias they come to help and to heal they come to restore and to calm they come to serve and protect They've seen our families and our communities at their very best and their very worst, and still they dedicate themselves to aid and assist. They come in spite of fatigue and danger to put themselves in harm's way for us. For making our community a safer and healthier place to be, we salute you, we honor you, and we say thank you.
1: orchard? The Apostle Paul in Romans 13, 7 said these words, give to everyone what you owe them. Give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Jesus in John 15, 13 says, there's no greater love than this, for someone to lay down their life for their friends. And so I'm so excited today, this weekend that we've dedicated to showing respect and honor and appreciation to all the first responders that are currently serving in our community that have served in the past and serving all around our country and we get to honor them today so right now i want to ask all first responders that are currently serving or former first responders policemen firemen emt if you're with us in this service would you please stand right now so you can be recognized and let's show our appreciation to all these wonderful men and women that are serving in our country Thank you. And we also uh, have the opportunity and privilege this morning, at least I do, to interview a couple of our local heroes that are currently serving. Uh, We have from the Brighton Fire Department Battalion Chief Phil Beeler and also one of our very own members here at Orchard Church uh, from the Brighton Police Department, Officer Nick Strzok. So would you welcome them to the stage this morning here at Orchard Church? Well, great to have you men with us this morning and get an opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit better. Um, I really wanted to do this so our church could have a better understanding of what you guys do uh, in our community to serve and protect and, and come to us in, in our time of need. And we appreciate you guys so much and all, all that you do. Um, so I guess one of the first questions I would ask you guys to share with our church is, and notice how Nick passes the mic off. <laughs> He's smart. He's like, if I have it first, I can hand it off. Um, how did you get into this this career of being a fireman, being a, being a police officer? What led you down this path and this this career? Fire trucks. <laughs> that's a good answer, right? Fire, yeah. what kid doesn't like a fire Absolutely. truck? Big red fire
2: trucks are cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what started it for me uh, when I was three. I, that's all I had was fire trucks. That's all I played with. Um, I turned 19. I decided to get into the fire service, and been doing it ever since.
1: Awesome. And you've been serving for how many years? I'm in my 29th year. 29th year. 29 years. Awesome. Uh, 29 years.
2: You would not know it.
1: No, you would not know it. No. Now has all of that time been with Brighton, or have you been with some? No, other um, I started
2: another fire department uh, outside of Longmont. Was there for 19 years. Okay. Uh, was a captain, and then. Fire chief at the time in Brighton and said he needed help, and uh, so I came over here and started the training
1: division in Brighton. Awesome, great, great to have you this morning. Thanks. Good to be here. How about you, Officer right. Struck? Well, so I was at uh, CU Boulder
0: studying physics, and uh, no aspirations of being a police officer. And I was a youth leader at the time at my church, and God clearly called me. Moved to Brighton, become a police officer with the Brighton Police Department, and so I started from scratch. Met with the chief, and he allowed me to volunteer after I went through um, all of my hours, and actually I pulled somebody over in front of the church, in front of the school, and found out about the church, so I started coming here five years ago.
1: Did you catch that? He pulled someone over in front of Prairie View, saw Orchard Church. So if that was you, we're sorry, but... uh, you know, God says all things work together for good. So he found Orchard Church, right? So
0: that's true. So I've been there for uh, five years and been at the Prairie View as the SRO here, the school resource officer, for about a year and a half. And I met my wife here, Lauren. and Yeah. I'm growing up here in this church, so it's nice.
1: Yeah, I don't want to miss that. He is the school resource officer here every day at Prairie View High School. and So that's where he serves right now. So he, uh, he may be keeping some of your teenagers in line. And we appreciate that, right? Awesome, awesome. Well, when it comes to your job, your career, the things that you guys, the you men do, um, I, I know that there are blessings and there are challenges. Let's start with the blessings. You know what? What are some of the most enjoyable things about your your job? And maybe um, if you could share a special moment that you remember that was particularly enjoyable about what you. Uh, go back to fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so our shift, we do 48 hours on and then 96 hours off. So I get to spend a lot of time with my kids. Uh, I have a daughter who's seven or 16 and has started driving. Uh, yay for my heart.
1: So you need lots of prayer? Yeah. Okay. No, actually
2: she's an extremely good driver. Uh, and, good. and then I have a son who's uh, 12. So that part of it's fantastic. Um, I actually run a woodworking business on my days off and I work with my dad. Hmm. Uh, I have found out that the older I get, the smarter my dad is, uh, which has been fantastic to do that. Um, we've actually done a couple of shows, and it's, it's always interesting for me that my dad praises me uh, in what I can do and how I do it, and uh, I know there's a lot of guys that you know, want you know, kudos from their father, and like three hours of it, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> then I walk away, I'm like, going, you know what, you're very fortunate, you're very lucky, God's, God's given you this opportunity. You should be thankful and quit being so complaining from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. But, um, we see everybody at their worst. Uh, nobody calls us because you're having a good day. <laughs> uh, which I'm okay with that. If you, know, if you want to do that, and you just say, hey, I just want to let you know we bought a new car and we just thought you should bring over the car. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> want
2: to show it to you. But great, thanks. Anything we can do for you? No, 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 no that kind of stuff. So uh, you know, we get to meet a lot of people at 2 o'clock in the morning They tell us, I didn't know my smoke detector had batteries in it. How long's it been chirping? Oh, it started at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, well, we weren't doing anything then. <laughs> Let me guess, it woke you up. And you can't go back to sleep. So, uh, you know, we get to do to do those kind of things. So that uh, that part of it's you know really great. You get to see, like I said, it's it's a it's a tragic thing when we're getting there, but to see communities and see families kind of bond together for for the people at that particular moment. Yeah. Uh, is always kind of good. Do
1: you have a particular moment that maybe you think back in 29 years, you say, man, that, that, was, that was a good call. That you really know, a-
2: it's, for me, a good day is no calls. Ah. That's a fantastic day mm-hmm. because nobody had an incident. People, ah. people don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, today's a good day to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Or, boy, I really want to crash my car today, uh, so I get to meet with the local fire department and then the police department. They, they don't do that, so everything that we show up to catastrophic event for them and our job is to bring as much uh, calmness back to it and and we you know, we basically come in, we take over. Mm -hmm. Um, If you call me and I know this is kind of a silly thing, but if you call me and I show up at your house, I own your house Mm -hmm. until I decide to give it back to you. But at that particular time you need somebody to come in and say, Hey, here's what needs to be done, this is what we're gonna do, this is how we're doing things and this is why we're doing what we're doing. So uh, we bring a degree of order, and also we hire are type A personalities that are overbearing, and that fits their needs, so everybody's happy. It so, uh, works out pretty good from that standpoint. Um, well, I'd have made a
1: good fireman then, I guess. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'm always hesitant to talk about calls because they're never good. Uh-huh. You know, and telling somebody one on one is one thing. Uh, my dad. You know, I told him a couple of things, he's like, don't tell me anything ever again, because I don't, because he passes out at the sight of blood, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I did, as I was thinking about it in between the services, I did have one that was very comical, if you're not me. And uh, I picked a lady up who had dislocated her hip, and we got her on the little bed, and as we're riding down the elevator, she's like, I don't feel very good. And I'm like well what's bothering she's like I feel sick to my stomach I'm like don't worry I got this fantastic paramedic oxygen it's gonna make you feel better I'm like dear god don't let her throw up don't let her throw up. <laughs> and so give her the oxygen and she says oh I'm feeling good I'm feeling good so we have her on the backboard and she's laying in the back of the ambulance and then she goes uh and I'm like oh it'll be okay it'll be okay and then her belly starts doing that thing uh. and I'm like I had a, a an EMT student with me I'm like, start hitting the seatbelts, because I gotta get her on her side. And I got her on the side, and she says, oh, I feel better. I'm like, oh, the little throw bag's over there. So I step down like this, and then she goes. Ah! Uh. So from here to here, <laughs> it's cream corn soup and spaghetti. Uh. See, I told you, it's funny if you're not me. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah! Oh. And she's like, I feel better. I'm like, good. <laughs> And I turned around and I looked, and and she got on the heart monitor, and I, you know, because that's one of the expensive pieces of equipment. So I went to clean it. So I turned my back to her, and oh, then no. round two.
1: Oh. So, wow. This is under the heading of most memorable favorite moments. I can't imagine what we're going to hear on the challenging question. So, I'm going to say
2: for the crowd that's the best story.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. How about you, Nick? What do you find enjoyable about? You?
0: Well, there's a lot of uh, good people, good citizens, but when that photo came around this summer, I was really humbled because I got a letter from a U.S. Marshal. Gave me a little challenge coin and said he'd worked for 43 years, and after seeing that, he was encouraged that he's retiring and he's leaving law enforcement in good hands. That's awesome. Um, That was a really encouraging moment because for me, it's a lot hearing from my peers, um, firefighters and paramedics, that you're doing a good job and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because we go to the same calls. We, We do the same thing. Right. And so that was really humbling, and it 's probably one of my highlights, and then the whole photo thing was really humbling
1: yeah,. Good experience. but how many of you saw the photo that was going around our community? We had it at the end of the video. that was Officer struck, you know, and um, I know several of the family members didn 't make it in that accident. He was comforting that little girl, so I mean it was a beautiful picture in the midst of a tragic uh, event, and it went nationwide. I know he did interviews with CNN and all of that and he not only is right here in the Brighton community, but he's a member of Orchard Church. And so isn't that awesome? That's really cool. Really cool. So we talked about some of the memorable moments and, and the blessings. Um, what's some of the most challenging parts about your, your job and maybe a challenging moment that you remember?
2: Uh, like I said earlier, we work two days on, so I've missed Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, my daughter does horsey stuff. I miss the horsey stuff. Uh, my son does hockey. I miss hockey games. Uh, so that part stinks. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really hard to hear about it. Um, my daughter has found out that she has to fix stuff at home because I can't leave. Mm. I have to. I have to stay there. So that part makes it definitely challenging. Um, I'm the shift commander, so there's 17 firefighters that are assigned to me every day, and occasionally they can be a little challenging. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're kind of like the dad of the house. I am the dad on duty, yes, and occasionally mommy. Uh-huh. As I said in one interview that I did, I'm very good when my daughter was two. I'm very good at changing diapers, and I'm also very good at changing emotional diapers. <laughs> so, yeah. lots of practice. Yeah, okay. So, like he said earlier,
0: we uh we respond when. It's not the best time for a family, and the most memorable times for me, unfortunately, and my wife always has to deal with it because I get pretty emotional for it, is uh, when people die in our arms. I've had a four-year-old little boy that I've had to do chest compressions on, and because of the neglect of the mom's boyfriend who's high on meth, um, the little boy didn't make it. And those moments, whenever you see little kids kind of bring up those emotions, same with the photo, um, and then the other one was we had a... A Marine that just came back from Afghanistan, he had got hit by a drunk driver and had an issue with his leg. We, he had uh, called us, I responded to his house and he was alive and I was kind of talking to me. he started struggling to breathe um, and he died on me. And I did um, chest compressions for 50 minutes and we weren't able to revive him. And those moments are really hard and it's hard for my wife because I know, you know, I call her right away, um, I let her know what's going on, she's kind of my sounding board. And that's the hardest part about the job is the effect on the family, mm-hmm. not seeing them for holidays because you're going on these calls. Right. I've missed a lot of birthday parties and my wife misses them too mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to go by herself, understandably. Right. Uh, so those things, that's the most challenging part is the effect that it has on, on our family. But thankfully God's given me this great family, this huge family to kind of comfort us and,
1: and help us in those times when we're not always you know, feeling okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's got to be challenging um, in your jobs, the things that you sometimes see that you can't unsee. You know, you can't unexperience those things. Um, unless you are there and, and face those things, uh, you can't really know what, it's, what that's like. Um, I actually have had the opportunity to do a couple of ride-alongs with um, Officer Strzok, and I've done a couple of ride-alongs with Adams County Sheriff Deputy as well. And I know the thing that I always... And most impressed with That I can tell you I've seen firsthand And you just never know what that call is going to be You never know who you're going to encounter I know even the nights I rode around with you They're not always the most respectful To you But what I can tell you, Orchard Church Is every time I've gone on a ride along with any of these These men um, They are so professional and so respectful To those in our community No matter what they are facing They are so (laughs) respectful It's awesome it's uh, you know I, I've known Nick for a while just on a personal level here at church and then you know when we're riding along it's like oh this is Nick and then man when that call it's just like boom that, that training kicks in and the professionalism it's just it's it's really awesome to see and we just really appreciate all that you guys do so much so um, what are maybe some misconceptions that people have about your jobs that uh, you would maybe want to share that would be good for us to know and maybe have a greater appreciation for what you do. Firefighters also eat donuts. We have some donuts backstage. We always kind of have them for our worship team because they're here from like, you know, 7 in the morning all the way through. And so I was back there before they came out and I said, You guys need some water? And I said, And there's some donuts over here. No pun intended.
2: (laughs) Um, All firefighters can cook. Uh, Some of them are horrible at it. (laughs) If your son or daughter wants to be a firefighter, please start now. Uh, It's very painful for me for the first couple of months until we get them up to that standpoint. Uh, We buy our own food. Your tax dollars are not spent to purchase our food, which is the biggest question that we get and probably the largest complaint that we get that um, you guys are footing the uh, bill for our food. No. Um, this one hit me and I thought about it in between services. Firefighters have a 98% divorce rate. Wow. Yep, yeah, we do. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm my second. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this time I'm gonna look for a woman that's got God in her, because I think that's the mistake that I did the first two times. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that standpoint, it, it, you know, our job's fantastic, it's great. Um, people call us heroes, you hear that all the time. For me personally, I'm, I'm not a hero. Uh, the guy that comes and collects my trash He's a hero because that stinks literally. <laughs> uh, you know we get to work with the police officers every day, which is fantastic for us. Um, he's got my back. he protects me, so I can do and, and my guys can do what we need to do uh, to provide the service uh, that is need be and need. Um, if you the news lately, the police departments haven't been portrayed in a great light. if you screw with him, you screw with me mm-hmm. and, and I, I have big guys, really big guys that work for me. We will dogpile you in no problem. We will, we will take care of him in our um, We don't run a lot of fires. We run the same amount of fires that we've been running for the last 100 years. Uh, Brighton gets about 30 house fires a year. We do that. We do medical calls. We do car wrecks. I I know the nation has really pushed the don't text and drive. Yeah, well, not a lot of you are still doing that. So I, I seen four people yesterday doing it, and and it it stinks because you're going to change somebody's life. Mm. Uh, A great man told me once that you are five minutes away from your life changing. You just start smart enough to see it, Mm. and uh, we see that after that happens Mm. uh, from that standpoint. So it it can be challenging. but it's a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm home with my kids a whole bunch. And uh, I got to do the things that my dad never got to do with me. So, uh, best 29 years so far. Awesome. It's a 48 hour slumber party. Awesome.
0: So I would say for, obviously on our end, um, the misconception is that we beat everybody up for no reason, it's, you know, we're just jerks. Um, that doesn't happen, and as you can see firsthand, especially anybody that does a ride along with an officer, you see firsthand we do. We really strive to do what is right, mm-hmm. what is the right thing to do in that situation, um, to handle the situation. And so that's kind of the biggest one. Um, he touched on it perfectly with the divorce rate. It's in the 90s for first responders, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is because our families have to deal with. Um, The emotional issue of us not showing up on time. I never show up on time from work. Um, There's always late calls. There's always late things to do. Um, My wife is so amazing that she understands that, but um, it's a rarity. And those emotional issues for officers, um, unfortunately, we have one of the highest suicide rates among any occupation. Um, And it's because there's not a lot of people to express your feelings to because there's a stigma that. uh, you need to be tough and whatnot, mm-hmm. so that's where church comes into play. Um, thankfully, you guys have been helped out, my wife and I. But uh, that's a big misconception. And then the other one is with the the fire department. We get along with our fire department. Like I love these guys. They are right there in the the heat of the battle with me on anything that I do, the I go on. They're right there with me. I've had several people that have uh, um, I've had to wrestle with, and the firefighters are right there. They'll jump right in. We in Brighton are kind of uh, special in that regard because we have such a close relationship with our firefighters. Great. Um, it's not like that everywhere, but here it is. It's awesome. And so that's kind of a misconception that we don't get along, but we definitely do.
1: It's awesome. That's great. Well, we really appreciate you men and everything you do and the ladies that serve as well our first responders, police officers, firemen. Do we call them fire ladies. What do we call them? Firefighters. 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 <laughs> And and he was sharing in the other service, not only do you have some big men, but you got some women that will take you out. So don't want to mess with them either and EMTs. But we appreciate you guys. Uh, This afternoon, we're going to be doing a lunch that we're going to be serving um, for, we're hoping, about 150, 200 of our first responders and their families will be right here at Prairie View High School in the cafeteria. So we're expecting a lot of them in the next service. And so it's good to know that you buy your own food. Today, we're buying lunch for you. So we're taking care of you guys. Taking care of you guys. So... Yeah, But we we appreciate you guys, we respect you guys, Um, we honor you guys today, and and we hope you'll share that with all of those um, that you come in contact with, because we really do appreciate all that you do in the community, we don't take it for granted, amen? Amen. And so thanks for being with us today, we thank these men one more time, (laughs) thank you you. guys. Thank you, Orchard Church. You guys are so awesome, so gracious. Um, it's been awesome to hear the response today that we're doing this. Um, I think we've been this is something we've been wanting to do for a very long time. And as we just kind of wrap things up today, and we think about honoring uh, and praising our first responders, it also is a great reminder today that we have a wonderful, amazing God who was the first first responder. Amen. Amen? The first first responder. He's the one that looked down in our deepest, darkest hour of need when we were separated from him. And he loved us so much that he wanted us to have a relationship with him. And he responded to us. And we have an opportunity to respond to the one that first responded to us. I love what the psalmist uh, David said in Psalm 18. He said, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock and whom I find. What, church? Protection. We find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He goes on to say, "...the ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from His sanctuary. He responded. My cry to Him reached His ears." And how did he respond? He reached down from heaven and he rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. He loves us. Our good, gracious, merciful God loves us so much that he came to our rescue. Amen? Aren't you thankful for that this morning, Orchard Church? Amen. And as we think about how God responded to us, the only question is this, how are we going to respond to the one that first responded to us? Now you may be here this morning and you say, well, I didn't know that I needed to be rescued by God. You know, why did I need to be rescued or why do I need to be rescued? Well, the Bible tells us over and over that until we come to a place we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, that we are separated from God. Bible says in Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and come short of relationship with God. That we were in darkness, we were lost, we were headed, you know, for death and to be separated from God for all eternity. But God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to respond to our sin debt that we owe. The Bible says that before we accept Christ, that we are under the curse of the law of sin because we've all sinned. But then God responded to us. He sent his son Jesus. I love what it says in Galatians 3.13. But Jesus Christ has rescued us from the curse... Pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross. He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. He came to our rescue. He responded to us. And Paul said in Colossians 1.13. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. And transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who purchased our freedom. And forgave our sins. Aren't you thankful that God loved us enough. To send his son Jesus Christ to come to our rescue. And we are reminded of that. This Labor Day weekend, as we honor these first responders. And so the only question left is this Have you responded to the one who first responded to you? And if you have not, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now in this place. Would you bow your heads for prayer with me for just a second? With heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around for just a moment. I know there are many of you here this morning, and you remember that time that you recognized that you were separated from God because of of your sins. I remember the time when I recognized that, I was eight years old. I was sitting in a church service just like that, just like this, this morning. And that day I listened to the preacher and God spoke to my heart and He said, Doug, I love you and I want you to be in my family. I want to forgive you of your sins. I want to t- transfer you out of darkness into light. And I reached up in faith and I took the hand of God and I received him into my life. I responded in faith to the one who had first responded to me. And if that's you today, if you've never made that decision, I want to give you an opportunity to do that in just a moment. For all of you, many of you that are here this morning, you remember the time that you accepted Jesus by faith. That you took him by the hand and you responded to your creator. I hope right now you'll just think about that in a new and a fresh way. The way he came to your rescue. The way he saved you and forgived you of past, present, and future sins. And he redeemed you. And he took you out of darkness into light. And he reserved a place for you in heaven for all eternity. I hope Christians right now, you'll just thank him for that. In the same way that we're thanking these first responders that come to our rescue. Thank God for rescuing you. But if you've never made that decision of faith, I wanna give you an opportunity to do so right now. You say, well, how do I do that? How How do I respond properly to God? How do I take Him by the hand and receive the salvation and rescue and safety that He's offering me? Well, the Bible simply says this, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, will be forgiven, will be rescued. And the way that we call on the Lord is through prayer. You can pray a prayer from your heart in faith to God and He will rescue you today. He will save you and He will forgive you. You say, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. I'll help you with the prayer. I'll give you the words. They're not magic words. This isn't a magic prayer. But if they have a heart of faith and belief behind it and it comes from your heart to God, He will forgive you of all your sins today. He will rescue you for all eternity and you get to spend eternity with Him. You get to walk with him every day. The God that loved you so much that he responded to your need. That's you today. Would you pray this prayer of faith with me for the first time right where you sit? It goes like this. Jesus, thank you for coming to my rescue. Thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sins. Jesus, I invite you into my life today by faith. Come into my life today, be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive me of my sins. Thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and thank you for coming to my rescue. May I grow to know you better from this day forward as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. As we continue in an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around for just a moment. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I would never want to do that. But I would love the privilege and the opportunity to pray for you. If you just prayed that prayer of faith for the first time, and by faith you took God by the hand, I would love to pray for you that you would grow in your relationship with Jesus and your journey with Him from this day forward. Would you just slip up your hand all across the auditorium if you prayed that prayer of faith for the first time? Anyone this morning? God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just slip it up. God bless you, young man. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, I prayed that prayer of faith for the first time to invite Jesus into my life. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? Father, we uh, just thank you this morning for all the first responders in our community and around this great country that lay down their lives and put their lives on the line every day to come to our rescue, to protect us, and to bring us to safety. But we know that you deserve the highest praise. Because you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. To rescue us from eternal hell and separation from you. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy and redemption. Thank you that you loved us enough to come to our rescue and respond to us. We thank you for all those today that are accepting you by faith. That are responding to the one who first responded to us. We thank you for that. We look forward to spending all eternity with you. And serving you every day until we meet you face to face. Thank you for your love and your grace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate those putting their faith in Christ this morning? Amen. If you made a decision to accept Christ this morning, you raised your hand, you said, I prayed that prayer. Please let us know about that. Inside your connection card, just check that box that you accepted Christ drop in the offering bucket. We'll receive our gifts so we can continue to just pray for you, send you a little information in the mail that'll help you on your journey with Christ. If you're a first-time guest this morning, thanks for being our guest here on this Labor Day weekend here at Orchard Church. We hope we've been as much a blessing to you as you've blessed us with your presence. Hopefully, first-time guest, you filled out that guest connection card. If you did, drop that in the offering bucket. We'll receive our gifts in just a moment. We are not interested in your money today, guest, but we're definitely interested in getting to know you a little bit better. All we'll do is send you a thank you note and a gift in the mail. So thanks for being our guest uh, this morning. Before we close in a response of worship and worship through our generosity and giving, uh, I really want to challenge you guys. If you have not yet signed up for this fall semester of small groups, make sure you sign up. I mean, we're doing everything to try to encourage you guys to do this. We did the song and dance thing last week. We had video testimonies this week. But if I could just share from the bottom of my heart as your pastor if there's ever been a semester here at Orchard Church that you need to be in a small group, it's this semester. We're doing one unified study, and what we're going to be doing in these our small groups is talking about what we're talking about on Sunday morning. For seven weeks, we're going to start this on September 20th. We're going to launch this at our 10th anniversary. If you haven't figured it out by now, this is a very historic time in the life of Orchard Church. And we're going to be talking about some super exciting things about what God is doing in the next few years. And so you don't want to miss that. And if you really want to be in the know, you need to be in one of our small groups where we'll be talking about what's happening on Sunday. So if you haven't signed up, sign up today. Now is the time. If you've ever been in a group before, or you've been thinking about it, please sign up because we don't want you to miss out on all the awesome things God is doing. Are you guys excited about what God is doing here at Orchard Church? Amen. So, don't miss. Don't miss out on that. Next Sunday, we will finish up our series, Elisha, A Tale of Ridiculous Faith. That's been a fantastic series. We'll finish that up. And then the following week, we get to celebrate all in one service in the football stadium at 1030, our 10th anniversary. So I know you guys are excited about that. It's going to be awesome in two weeks. Let's stand as we close the responsive of worship through song and through giving. God bless you guys for being here today.